Welcome to the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD. Thank you for spending part of your day with us here. You can find us online at WFMD.com, of course, the Faith Debate page, where you can see what's coming up in future episodes and access all the old episodes. And you can also find all the information about this show at Household of Faith in Christ.com. That's the website for the church that I pastor. I'm Troy Skinner, and I've been hosting this show for, uh, well, far too long. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're slowly over time getting all the old uh, faith debate shows that we can a- find and access. Some of them have been lost forever, I fear, but all the ones we can find are being uploaded onto uh, sermonaudio.com and odyssey.com. So you can uh, access that stuff through the Household of Faith in Christ.com website as well. Uh, Daniel uh, Forsey, oh, Daniel Forsey, I'm blending your names. Uh, Daniel Razvi and David Forsey are uh, on the panel again this week as uh, per usual. Uh, Daniel's uh, with a house church in Thermont and a ministry called Conquered by Love Ministries online at conqueredbylove.org. And David Forsey is the pastor of a church that meets in a variety of different locations on rotating weeks, not multiple locations all at once. Um, he, he hasn't figured that. The big churches do that. We have to figure out how the house churches can do that model too, right? Yeah. No, we don't want. No. We don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so and we're joined this week. Uh, if you're listening last week, it was, a, it was a rare treat. It was like a cultural exchange that happened. Um, Moses Fu is from Singapore, and it's interesting. I asked him before we got on the air. So is Moses like a name you just gave me to make it easy to pronounce and know who you are? And he's like, no, my name is Moses. And I got to tell you. I'm a little surprised because if I understood what you said in last week's show, Moses, you weren't raised Christian, right? You became a Christian when you got to Singapore and the Befriend Me program met you and your wife and they introduced you to the Christian faith through movies like The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson and, and other things like and investing in your life and being there to serve you and that sort of thing. So how does somebody born, you were born in China, right? Yes. Somebody born in China not a Christian, no. end up with a name Moses. How'd that happen? Uh, this is my Christian name that's given by my pastor on the two, oh. 2006. Once I become Christian, then later on, gotcha. he gave me some, yes. How yes. cool is that? Yeah. Was, is that a common practice? Uh, not really a common practice, but my pastor willing to give um, new Christian uh, uh, English name or Bible names that represent our character, yeah, he will choose some. So, yeah. he, so he he helped you choose or he chose for you Moses? Yeah, initially he gave me Joseph, but um, there's two Joseph. I'm not really keen to that, so he gave me Moses. I feel that it's great. Okay. Because he done the great job. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That, okay, that's that is that is cool. Um, so, so, do you change your name legally too on passport and birth certificate and things? No, or, that one oh, okay. is not in my identification card okay. or or any of the, my passport. But it's a Christian name that I usually introduce myself in my career um, to other colleagues. Yeah. Now we want to talk about some of the bigger, broader cultural kinds of questions, and and if that's where you're most comfortable staying, we will. But I can't help. I mean, you weren't raised Christian, and now you've converted. Uh, as a young adult, you converted to Christianity. What does your family think of that? Your parents, brother? Well, I don't know if you have brothers and sisters. China has kind of the one-child policy. I don't know if you have siblings. I have no idea. Yeah, my mother used to have one more child, but due to the one-child policy, and also if you give birth. They were lost their job because all government uh, planted in the in that era of time. Mm. So not much private companies. So you have to earn the money. So she 
you know. Right. Okay. So to, what about to give up the second child? So what so about well. the family you do have? You know, parents, aunts, uncles, that sort of thing. What do they think about your conversion to Christianity? That's an amazing story that happened in my life in 2006. Once I uh, converted, my mother suddenly gave me a call. I'm just two weeks baby Christian. That things happened in my life that uh, my grandfather uh, fall down and get a stroke uh, during the accident. Then the doctor say not much time. So I have to decide whether I go back, but it's my final year project in Singapore. And my mother, knowing that uh, it's, it's the last chance for me to go back to see him, so to call and, me. And she called you two weeks after you became a Christian, yeah. not knowing yet that you were a Christian, right? No, okay. no idea. I never have chance to tell her, but we experienced together about this Christianity and the true God that in our life, so when you went home to see your, your uncle was in the accident? Yes. You went to go see your uncle and you, you had my a chance then? My grandfather. Your grandfather. You had my a chance to share side. with your family what you were beginning to learn about Christianity at that point or you didn't really know enough to really share a whole lot? It's amazing that uh, once uh, I told my mother that I become Christian and I get the air tickets uh, to, to my hometown, she get chance to know some underground church, home church, uh, in nearby my house, my, my hometown house. So they pray and they give some suggestion to us because uh, my grandfather have uh, high pressure and uh, diabetes, and all different uh, stroke, all different uh, disease coming together. So he cannot talk mm. at that time. So they say, even he cannot talk, you preach the gospel to him, if he note his head, God will know. That enlightened me and my mother. Even though my mother never say he believed Christ, but he very willing and joined with me to visit my grandfather to preach the gospel. Hmm. So I will, I'm the one to ask my grandfather. He's a communist party person that he joined the last civil war before the Changjiang River that the communist party already win the nation. They just come through the river and he is the one to join the army at the last stage of the civil war. So he is a faithful community party uh, um, army uh, members. So he reject me at the first stage. Uh, I asked him, he, he no reaction. But once I asked him the third time that God created this world and he sent his only son Jesus to save us, to forgive our sins, die on the cross, do you willing to accept? He noted his head. Hmm. That's amazing. Then my mother noticed his, his smell. They never do this smell before once he entered the hospital. That uh, really uh, changed his life. Yeah. So it's interesting, your mom was not concerned mm. or worried or mad at you or anything like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Has she now become a Christian herself? Yes. At that year, hmm. me, my mother and the grandfather all become Christian because at the last stage of my grandfather's life, people all saying those give up, naturally die, things in front of my grandfather. So he feel insecure and uh, no meaning to continue living in this world. So I pray to God, if you are real God, please heal him totally. 
And Holy. I'm not sure it's going to matter, but I'm curious what the uh, religious background of your family was until your conversion. What 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 would your mom describe my, your faith as? My mother, father, all free thinkers. Yes. So they weren't necessarily in, into Confucianism or Hinduism or Buddhism or no, they, anything they like don't that. Have, because so they're the kind of secular culture revolution, science in, evolution, that sort of thing. Uh, in in China, there's culture revolution that night. 1966 to 1976, the 10 years cultural revolution died of all kinds of religions in China. So people's spiritual world is empty. Hmm. So a lot of people become free thinkers, including is, my parents. Is that is it the same as an atheist saying, believing there is no God, there's nothing spiritual, hmm. it's just True. the material True. world? The material world, okay. by Karl Marx. They believe okay. the material um, evolutions, so okay. Marxism, yeah, yeah, and, and and naturalism kind of stuff, and yes. Darwinian evolution, and yes. all that sort of yes, interesting. So how does this connect to what you brought up last week? And I felt like this was going to be a big topic, so I saved it. You, you mentioned the Chinese culture church. Mm. What is what's a Chinese culture church? What does that mean? I mean, it's the church that just. Uh, uh, doesn't shy away from introducing or allowing cultural elements from China into the church? Or what, what, is, what does that mean? I think um, that's the difference between uh, Chinese immigration church, we call Chinese culture church. Um, you use that term, <laughs> I can use that term also, uh, because we emphasize that Chinese culture really uh, planted the cultural blood in our uh, in our citizenship or nationality, because uh, in Chinese culture we have the moral idealism in our culture, so people want to live a moral life. Moral idealism. Yes. Okay. Also, uh, they want to uh, glorify their our own uh, families or glorify the uh, the nations. So once um, in France. Those uh, uh, after after the Italian and France uh, people that go uh, go out of the dark age of church, they want to emphasize the humanity. They want to find a new religions. Once those uh, Jesuits, the the uh, the missionaries from Catholic visit China to translate off a lot of Confucianism, uh, yeah, famous the, books. Yeah, the Jesuits. They, they found, yeah. wow, China has such a big group of, of holding high moral values, but without religion. So they want to testify that European countries can having same thing. So they very emphasize the humanity and without God. So China give a very big example to show that those uh, philosophers that can be success because China already doing that. Yeah. So I would. So uh, you're, yeah. you're, if I'm trying to, to connect the dots from last week's show, which might not be fair to the listener of this week's show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Go listen to the podcast. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, during this break, I guess, uh, and, and I stopped us down, so I'll, I'll reintroduce. I'm Troy Skinner. This is The Faith Debate. We're joined this week by Moses Fu. He's, uh, he grew up in China. He, he now lives in Singapore. He's in the United States right now learning how uh, Christian businesses try to conduct their affairs so they can bring those practices to Singapore. Of course, the panel also has uh, Daniel Razvi and David Forsey on it uh, as well. I'm trying to see the difference between, pivoting uh, back into the comments of the show now, Trying to see the difference between what the church would generally teach and do and look like um, in contrast or in comparison to what you're defining as a Chinese culture church. Because high moral standards and having a strong sense of intellect, I mean, that should be something the church would do anyway. So what, what's, what would be distinctively Chinese about what you want to make sure is protected? Okay. Um, this is a very important uh, discover uh, from we converter become a Christian as Chinese culture people. But once we want to preach gospel to our own nation people, that will face a lot of difficulties. From the government, you mean? Not government, from, from culture from, shock. From, from the people you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, because they set very high moral standards. They also intellectual. They also chasing those success in the world. Mm-hmm. So if you just emphasize God, they will feel you are something they, weak, they, or you are have some car accident, right. or you all you have brain have some, damage. Yeah, your brain damage <laughs> to, to to believe in God. We can do ourselves as Chinese histories. All people like that. The high moral, the. There's three, uh, three things that uh, standard that success identified in, in, in Chinese people. If you read a book, very famous, you set high morals. Or you do a very good uh, 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 ac- academic or, or you win a battle in the history, you're success. Or, uh, or you set a very high uh, moral standards. You are saints. Let me, let me ask uh, Daniel and or David, whoever wants to jump in first. Does that sound or feel all that different than what's going on in Western culture these days? The rise of secularism, the, the, the credentialed class with all the institutes of higher institutions of higher learning and, 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 and the importance of academic, you know, letters behind your name. And, and if, if you believe... If you actually, if you say you're a Christian in America, it might not have the same culture shock that you would have in China. However, that might be where the difference ends. Because if you say, they say, well, what do you mean you're a Christian? Well, I believe there actually is a God who created us, which means that evolution isn't true and that he, God is the maker of all things. Oh, Troy, and, now you're brand damaged. And the historical narratives that are presented as his history in the Bible are actual history and true. And Jesus actually lived, actually died, actually rose again from the dead. That's all true. They think you're brain damaged, even in this country, I think. <laughs> right? Is yeah. it that different, do you think? Or what, what, do, you think, what do you think the, uh, the, the difference might be if I'm missing it? I guess I'm, I'm trying to, you're, you're feeling like you can outreach better to the people from China that immigrate if they see a congregation that is only Chinese. Is that the the idea that they will be more comfortable visiting and they see it's possible that Chinese people can be saved? I I mean that uh, Chinese people expect you 
as a religion people, you should set even higher moral standard or even more success than us. Then they will be more persuaded or trust mm. your God is true God. Otherwise, I'm high intellectual than you. I'm more success than You're you. You're expecting prosperity. I'm higher moral standard than you. <laughs> How come you persuade me to believe your religion? Yeah. Okay. No point. Yeah. So you're trying to make sure that when well, you're talking about the the Chinese culture with the church, you're trying to comport yourself to to deal with things in a way that those who are Chinese nationalists yes. would uh, have one less barrier to overcome. Like this seems familiar. You 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 look like a good Chinese guy. You don't look like you're that brain damaged, and yet you believe in this God thing. I'll hear you out because you're like me. Whereas if you somehow didn't present yourself as looking like them, that they just wouldn't even hear what you have to say. Yes. So what are some things you have to be careful not to say too quickly that would scare them away? Okay, uh, don't just tell them that, okay, if you don't believe, you will go hell. That kind of simple gospel will scare people away that they don't have th that culture before because we identify Chinese culture is pre-Christ society. In our history, if don't have the British people that selling the, the the you know, the addiction uh the cigarettes, cigarettes yeah to the people to the before uh, Chinese government to do the business, we are so intrinsic doing our own business. We don't know the outside world. If if those missionary don't coming to China as Jesuits, they only set one desert of missionary but they set up a lot of catholic church and translate a lot of chinese uh, classical uh, books to western world that culture exchange we don't know a lot of things of western world now, so, you mentioned the jesuits and the catholics a couple of times is that the predominant uh, christian exposure that people in china and singapore yes. would have it's mostly roman how catholic? they influence a uh, ming dynasty uh, uh, high official uh, officers uh, people is they use the intellectual knowledge teaching math geographical things to attract them and even the uh, uh, the they can edit the very accurate calendar for the Chinese Empire so the even higher those just rates become their own officer so that inference is because they have more knowledge than you, more intellectual. So because they knew their history, because they could create a good calendar that was accurate, yeah. that gave them credibility. And they also... So academic ability is yes, really important to the Chinese. Very, very important. And also... I've got no shot at impressing anybody who's Chinese, I'm sorry. <laughs> and also... <laughs> I have, Send someone else. Uh, and, uh, Daniel has yeah, a question so or a comment? I, so I have, I have something that popped in my head. I think this is part of the, the, we've talked about this on the show before. We haven't had too many shows dedicated on the different cultures, honor and shame versus guilt and innocence. But you touched on it just a minute ago. You said when you start to witness to somebody from China, you don't start with hell, that you deserve hell because you're a sinner. And I think what you're getting at is you start with the most honorable thing to be is Christian because now you're in a place of honor with God and is more shameful if you're not Christian. You can get more honor, more face by being saved. That is the focus. And you explain the gospel, you explain hell, all, all those things too. They are part of the story, but the most important thing that will get somebody to 
start to thinking be more offended is if you mm. deal with the shame and the honor because that in, in the west everybody says you are a sinner you deserve yes, hell yes. individual it's very common family doesn't matter individual only mm. and you go to hell for your sins that's also true mm. but we forget to talk about the community and the honor yes. and the family yes. and i think uh, every culture has more of a focus on one or the other so that's uh, i think that's the cultural d difference so are you saying then maybe the um, in singapore it is not all that honor and shame culture as much there is more individualism now mm. and that's what you're afraid of if you join in with all the singapore churches that yeah. you will lose the we will lose that the identity of, the of, of the culture. our culture uh, our cultural mandate right. yeah what kind of a church does your mom attend in china she will attend some uh, government church that's no community life just finish the service everybody go home a government church so the government Hires, uh, government the registered church means you are registered. Those not registered is called underground church. And what does uh, what is lost by registering, if anything? Uh, they are monitoring your preach message, preaching message. And uh, right now, I uh, also have some more control in nationalism that emphasize uh, you are Chinese first. Then. <laughs> then you are Christian so they're monitoring the messages do they uh, you do they change them or tell them what the messages should be or you get in trouble if you don't play it safe is that what happens? I think there's a common understanding and agreement between uh, those pastors and government government yeah don't touch those sensitive political topics gotcha as, and the government doesn't really yeah. have to censor them so much as the pastors just kind of know what the rules of the game are and they yes. self-censor yes Yes. It looks like Imran's jumping in. Yeah, I, I wanted to say something that was kind of interesting to me. You know, when we're here in the West, we think of the Chinese church as underground and persecuted and all these things. And when I talk to Moses, um, I get a different feeling is that, you know, we're looking at it from a different viewpoint, from the Western culture and Western viewpoint, because we have a, a Christian heritage and basically the whole country was Christian and we've slowly gone away from that. Um, but from Moses' standpoint, it's sort of like the early church where the rest of the world is not Christian and they're new, new Christians and they're trying to not so much as um, be anti-political or anti-government is more of, as Paul said, you know, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. So Moses' church is trying not to be antagonistic against the government. It's, it's a rightful authority that God placed there. So what they're doing is we want to teach about Christ, how Christ changes your life and what, how important that is and how you can be an effective Christian to help China. So it's almost like, uh, you know, we talked about uh, uh, you know, Christian nationalism here. It's Chinese nationalism Christians there. And so it's important to be, still be part of China. They're proud of being Chinese. It's a very proud, honorable thing to be Chinese. and. They want to change from the inside, but not antagonistically, but more of how can we love the government and officials and share the peace of Christ with them as opposed to, you know, going after them and saying, hey, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're going to go to hell, you're ruining the country. No. How do we love them? How do, how do the early Christians love the people that were persecuting them? And that's really where uh, Moses' church comes from is, hey, we're not hiding anything. But we're not going to talk bad about the government. We're just going to talk good about Christ. 
But in, in Singapore, there's no registered churches, right? Like yeah. in China. Or it's, there are. There's registered yeah. churches in Singapore, too? Um, but government is very open. Yo, you register, just give some tax. That's it. Not monitoring anything. Yeah. Uh, the churches pay it. Yeah. The, 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 all the church, all the church need to pay, pay tax. They pay a tax. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's different than what happens mm. in this country, right? There's mm. churches uh, do not pay a tax. And so when you're talking about protecting the Chinese culture, you're trying to do that in Singapore because those people in Singapore, they're going to go back to China or they're going to have influence on their family in China. And so you want them to have yeah. uh, uh, the ability to do that better in China. Yes. Um, yes. Even though they're in Singapore at the moment. Yes. That, right. Okay. I, I do have a, a question about um, do we have a little time? Uh, if you but, want to ask it real quick, and then we'll answer it on the other side. Oh, How about that? Okay, all right. Well, my my question is, uh, what is most offensive about Christianity in China to the Chinese culture? Okay, and that's going to be a cliffhanger. What's most offensive? If they ever listen to the faith debate, you'll have your answer. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to the Faith Debate um, on News Radio 930 WFMD. I'm Troy Skinner. We've been joined this week by Moses Fu. He's been very gracious with, and patient with our questions. Uh, we got a, a, a cameo from Imran Raz Razvi today, Daniel Razvi, David Forsey on the show as well. Find us online at WFMD.com and Household of Faith in Christ.com. We'll be back to. Uh, Continue this conversation, learn more about the status of the church uh, overseas. About 167 and a half hours from right now. God bless.